Hello there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a monthly podcast that covers the month that was in our UT OnRamps AP Biology course and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially our second episode of the 2022-2023 school year. In this month's podcast, we'll get you ready for our second exam of the school year covering Unit 2, Macromolecules, or aka Biomolecules, coming at us this Friday, September 30th. So it's time to carb up and get your study on. And in our second and final segment of this month's podcast, I'll share with you my top three shows that I watched this summer that if you haven't checked out, you should in a segment I call Streaming with Mr. V. Now, before we begin the podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I call Mr. V Needs to Save Some Money for My Kids' College Tuition. This episode is brought to you by Simple Carbohydrates. Hey, are you feeling tired lately? Do you feel like you're just lacking energy to complete those learning modules or review your notes? Do you need a quick boost of energy to get you through Mr. V's engaging lectures? If so, then try Simple Carbohydrates. That's right. Simple Carbs will give you that quick energy you need to slay that next exam. When you digest those sweet simple carbs, your enzyme will unleash the power of all those simple carbs by breaking those glycosidic linkages and releasing all those glucose monomers that your mitochondria will convert to energy. So stop trying to bulk up with protein. There's no energy there. Next time you need a quick pick-me-up, reach for Simple Carbs. Always eat simple carbs in moderation. Side effects of simple carbs may include crash and burn, uncontrollable shakes, numb tongue, flatulence, and spontaneous profanity. And we're back. And thanks Simple Carbs for sponsoring the episode. But now it's time to hit that rewind button and review some monthly content that was in our UT OnRamps AP Biology course. So, with September coming to an end, as well as our Unit 2 over biomolecules, it's time for our exam covering organic compounds, which is coming at us this Friday, September 30th. Duh, really? So, with this first segment, I want to review some of the content that will be well represented on this exam. Specifically, I want to review saturated versus unsaturated fatty acids and the four levels of protein structure or folding. Let's start with our delicious biomolecules, the lipids, which are composed of one glycerol molecule and three fatty acid chains, which can differ from each other and be either saturated or unsaturated. Now, saturated fatty acid chains are distinguishable by having no carbon-carbon double bonds in their hydrocarbon chains. So, they are completely saturated with hydrogens at every carbon in that hydrocarbon chain. Now, because of this structure, usually a straight chain, it isn't that reactive with enzymes and tends to collect in arteries, possibly clogging them and leading to health issues like high blood pressure and heart disease, just to mention a few. 
other characteristics of saturated fatty acids are that they are solid at room temperature and come mostly from animals, like fatty meats, butter, lard, and dairy products, which are usually the very tasty biomolecules, but the ones that are mm, not that good for you. Now, unsaturated fatty acids are the healthier lipids to consume. Now, they are distinguishable by having at least one or more carbon-carbon double bonds in their chains, which usually make a kink in the chain or a bend and require a removal of a hydrogen atom at that double bond location. Because of this structure, they are more reactive and can be better metabolized by our enzymes, and they can even increase our levels of good cholesterol, or HDL cholesterol, which, remember, is a steroid. Now, other characteristics of unsaturated fatty acids are that they are liquid at room temperature and usually come from plants or fish. Now, think about all those cooking oils you might have at home that are liquid at room temperature, like canola, corn, vegetable, sunflower, olive oil, all coming from plants and all being unsaturated. Oh! So, to recap our main points, saturated fatty acids, no carbon-carbon double bonds, solid at room temperature, not really reactive, and clog our arteries, and mostly come from animals. Boo! Whereas unsaturated fatty acids have at least one or more carbon-carbon double bonds, liquid at room temperature, are reactive with our enzymes, and usually come from mostly plants and fish. Yeah! Okay, now let's go on and review our final piece of content, which is the four levels of protein structure or folding. So let's begin with our first level of protein structure called primary structure, which is just the order or sequence of amino acids in the polypeptide chain. Now remember, the amino acids are bonded to each other by a very strong type of covenant bond called a peptide bond, which we will have several of in this amino acid chain usually over a hundred of these peptide bonds, hence why we call this in its polymer form a polypeptide chain. Cool story, bro. Now, our next level of protein structure is called the secondary structure. This is where we see two distinguishing types of folds start to emerge, alpha helixes and beta-plated sheets, which are both being held by hydrogen bonding of the peptide backbone, which causes these amino acids to fold into these repeating patterns of, once again, alpha helixes, which kind of looks like a helical structure, like a spiral staircase, and a beta-plated sheet which looks like folded flat sheets of paper in sections of our polypeptide chain. The next level of protein structure is called the tertiary structure, and this is where the polypeptide chain will get its final three-dimensional structure due to the side chains of the amino acids starting to interact with each other. Now, in tertiary structure, we do see those R chains once again interact with each other and start forming very complex interactions like hydrophobic interactions. Amino acids that are hydrophobic tend to kind of pair up with each other, bond with each other, and 
kind of tuck themselves into the interior of the protein where they're not going to be interacting with water. Disulfide bridges end up forming, which once again, those are sulfhydrofunctional groups that are found in some of the amino acids that start to hold that final structure of that polypeptide chain. So when these R groups do start to interact with each other, once again, the ones that are nonpolar, the ones that are hydrophobic, usually those amino acids, once again, will interact with each other and find themselves in the interior, kind of tuck themselves into the interior of that polypeptide chain. Once again, staying away from water, where those amino acids that are polar or have a charge tend to be more on the outside of the actual polypeptide chain, interacting in that watery solution that proteins usually find themselves in. Now, for some proteins, this is their last level of protein folding or structure. If that protein is only made of one polypeptide chain, then that's it. Tertiary structure is their end game. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. However, if a protein consists of more than just one polypeptide chain, it reaches this last level of protein structure called coordinary protein structure, where this protein will consist of more than just one amino acid chain. We're talking two, three, four different polypeptide chains coming together to give us that final protein. That final protein structure, which remember is crucial because that final structure will usually dictate its function. Remember, in biology, structure dictates dictates function. Wow, that's cool! A good example of a protein that reaches this quaternary level is one we talked about in class, hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is made of four different polypeptide chains that fold and then come together to form that hemoglobin, giving it that unique structure that allows it to bond oxygen to deliver to all of our tissues. So to recap, primary structure of a protein is just the order of amino acids. Secondary structure, you're looking for alpha helixes, beta plate sheet type of folds being held together by hydrogen bonds. Tertiary structure is where you see hydrophobic interactions, disulfide bridges, some ionic bonding as well. And we get the final three-dimensional structure of that polypeptide chain. And then our quaternary structure, which not all proteins will reach. This is where multiple polypeptide chains come together to form our protein. Once again, giving it that unique structure that dictates its function. Nice. So there you have it, folks. A quick or not so quick review of some of the Unit 2 content that was and will be on the upcoming exam at the end of this month. We interrupt this podcast to bring you a very important news bulletin from the Evolving with Mr. V News Desk. A valuable extra credit opportunity is now in play for the upcoming exam. The first four students for each period that submit a photo of themselves studying for the upcoming Unit 2 exam and submit it to the Google Classroom stream for their period will earn five points on the exam for their high school grade only. Can you dig it? I repeat, the first four students for each period that submit a photo of themselves studying Unit 2 macromolecules and submit it to the Google Classroom stream will earn five points on the high school grade for the exam. Are you crazy? This message will self-destruct in three seconds. For our final segment, 
Streaming with Mr. V, where I'll share with you my top three streaming shows of the 2022 summer that if you haven't seen them, well, you should because they're Mr. V approved. Now, before I reveal number three, I would like to give an honorable mention to Miss Marvel from Disney+, Plus, which was an enjoyable and uplifting MCU show. The characters were great, especially meeting Kamala's family and seeing a culture and religion that usually isn't represented in the MCU very often. Now, I won't mention too much more in case you haven't seen it, but its teenage, high school, upbeat, and finding yourself story was refreshing to see in the MCU. Avengers! Now, coming in at my number three 2022 summer streaming show, what I believe is a very underrated comic book show from Netflix called The Umbrella Academy Season 3, which came out this summer and picked up right where Season 2 left off with a wild and mind-tripping adventure from this quirky and dysfunctional superhero team. I'm the daddy here! Now, in this season, the Umbrella Academy once again have caused an earth-ending event and for a third time have to come together and prevent it from happening. The characters are great and the story is enough to keep you hooked throughout the season. Now, coming in as my number two summer show is Obi-Wan Kenobi from Disney+. Plus. Now, it might come to a shock to some of you, but I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi. The fight scenes were incredible, and the flashbacks gave me chills. And just watching Obi-Wan and Anakin, Darth Vader, interact was amazing. Stressful, but amazing. If you remotely like Star Wars, definitely worth a watch. Still much to learn, you have. And coming in as my top number one summer streaming show is Stranger Things Season 4 from Netflix. Friends don't lie. Now, what can you say about Season 4? Well, they just continue to knock it out of the park. Another great season with great characters, a lot of new great characters, and they expand the original characters as well. The new villain, Vecna, is probably one of the most sinister villains so far in Stranger Things, and his backstory and development really hits throughout the season. Well, I don't want to say too much more, just in case you haven't seen it. And if you haven't, then you should go right now and watch it. Actually, no, you should start watching it maybe after we take the exam. Chrissy, wake up! Well, that's my top three streaming shows of the summer of 2022. What do you think? Do you agree? Disagree? Do you think I left off some shows off my list that maybe upset you? Well, you could always email me at idontcare at gmail.com. Bazinga! Well, that brings us to an end of Episode 2, Season 3 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive, Sound Bible, Soundboard, and Zapsplat for the music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Entertainment 720, a Velasquez production company. If you like the podcast, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Maybe leave a positive comment on the Apple Podcast comment section. Come on, you know you want to. Also, feel free to email me at ovelas at neisd.net with any comments or feedback on the podcast. Also, follow the podcast on its 
its Instagram page called Evolving with Mr. V, keeping you informed of all things biology and much more. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, study for your macromolecule exam. So I could